0: You're listening to How To Catholic, Episode 7, How To Resolutions.
1: New year, new you.
0: Hey everybody, this is Lisa Cotter.
1: And I'm Kevin Cotter, and we're your co-hosts here at the How To Catholic Podcast, where our goal is to help you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I want to wish you all of our listeners a Merry Christmas.
0: Yes, Merry Christmas everybody, although it's not yet Christmas at our house <sighs> it's a couple days before, but I don't think anybody's going to be surprised to learn that we didn't record this on Christmas. We're not recording this on Christmas.
1: Yeah. So, we're wishing a Merry Christmas, but it isn't Christmas yet. I'm really excited for Christmas. My folks are coming in town. That's really exciting.
0: It's going to be a party.
1: It'll be great. We have some friends coming over from our parish for Christmas Eve dinner as well.
0: And then hanging out with my sister and her in-laws.
1: It'll be great. It's
0: like in-law in-laws law in are coming too.
1: Family, food, fun. It'll be awesome.
0: Looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. It'll be really Sweet. great. Mm-hmm. Christmas is a fantastic time of year. But of course, when Christmas comes around, it's also almost time for New Year's. And so we wanted to have this episode on how-to resolutions to help you make a great New Year's resolution this year. And we're actually looking at a two-part series.
0: A first on the podcast.
1: That is true. Our
0: first series. And it's a whole 2 parts. Big
1: two parts. We're going, really long we're going easy to start, just two parts case it goes bad, it'll be over quickly, but it won't go bad. It'll be be great. I'm actually super, super excited about these two topics. They're going to be fantastic. And today we're going to help you learn about how to set resolutions. Lisa, you're like a goal and resolution master. I don't think I know anybody else in my life who sets her mind to do something and actually achieves it. So I think you're like our... uh, hidden weapon here on goals and ever since I started dating you one of the things that I knew about you is that you loved to set goals and I thought it'd be fun just to share with the podcast just some of the goals that you set and achieved uh when you were at like high school college age you were like super yeah I always say you're not a type a you're you're type a plus Aww. and that comes out yeah you that's really it's my favorite nickname <laughs> So what what are what are some of the goals?
0: Yeah, so when I was in high school, I wrote a bucket list. I need to find it. I Usually, know. people
1: write bucket lists like before they die, but you, <laughs> did, you did it in high school.
0: Well, it was like a life goal bucket list. I probably didn't even call it a bucket list because that wasn't trendy back then. Um, but yeah, I put some pretty crazy things on there, and in high school and college, worked to achieve a lot of them. So I have to think back. So some of the things I achieved: first of all, running a marathon.
1: That was a good we one. We did
0: that together um skydiving did that with my mom Your Of mom. all people, mm-hmm. it
1: runs in the family this goal setting stuff
0: on her birthday yeah it does it very much does i think i get a lot of it from my mom um visit all the continents
1: you haven't done that yet though let's no, be honest
0: i have not but i did in college go to both south america and to europe so we just keep going back to europe that's the problem we need to oh. start going other places we really like europe Um, so in, oh, in South America, that was tied in, that was actually two other goals. It was, it was a three goal thing when I went to South America. One was be a missionary in a foreign country. So I took a semester off from college because I'm that goal person who Mm -hmm. did college in three and a half years, overachiever. Um, so in college I took a semester off at the end of my junior year, second semester and went to Argentina and lived in an Ogarcita, which is a home for abandoned children and hung out with the servidoras. If you don't know them, you should look them up. Sisters of the Servants of the Lord and the Virgin of Matara. That's their full name. Uh, Went and served with them for a semester there. Uh, Because also on my list was learn a foreign language, and the best way to do that is to just go somewhere and learn it. And I did learn it, but I haven't really retained it very much. But I do... You did achieve your goal of learning it. I did. There was a time in my life when I was fluent in Spanish. I mean, this was like rural Argentina. So I had no choice. It was sink or swim. Yep. Nobody else spoke English. It's a good way to force yourself
1: to make a goal, to achieve a goal is to just put yourself in a situation where you have to. Just do it. Yeah. So that's what uh, we're going to be looking at today is how do we set goals? And I think when it comes to New Year's goals, uh, most of the time I would set some kind of flippant goal. Like last minute, you're like, oh, it's New Year's. I guess they need a goal. And then you like make it the day before. And then five days later, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't even know what my goal was. And so we want to walk you through three steps on how to make a New Year's resolution. And the first step is begin with the end in mind. So as we think about New Year's resolutions, and this stems a little bit from our episode on leisure. Leisure is all about contemplating reality and Christmas break, I think this is a part of why people make so many New Year's resolutions. Christmas gate break gives us a time off to have that ability to contemplate reality. And when we do that we tend to set goals and try to dream of the future. So how are we gonna to start to do this? How are we gonna begin with the end of the mind? Well we're literally going to begin with the end in mind and when I say end I mean the end of our lives.
0: That sounds morbid.
1: It does sound morbid.
0: Happy New Year. Merry Christmas.
1: But I think when we really think of setting true goals, goals that have meaning and goals that have purpose, rather than setting the flippant goal that I often set for New Year's, uh, we really need to think of what do we want our lives to be like at the end of our lives. And one of the best places to look on this in the scriptures is Matthew 25, starting with verse 14. And in this uh, passage, Jesus tells about the parable of the talents. And in this parable, basically, this master gives his servants different talents, different uh, in this situation. It's not talents like I'm good at basketball, but talents in, in regards to, to money.
0: Like numchuck skills?
1: Yes, Lisa. <laughs> like nunchuck skills. Yes, you can also draw some ligers. That would also be <laughs> a great skill to have. And so he gives one man five talents, another two, and then another servant one talent. And the the servant with five talents gets five more. The one with two gets two more. And the one with one gets no more. And the master has a very distinct reaction to each one. For each of the ones who gained more talents, he says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. But for the one who didn't invest the talent, who who didn't do anything with it, Uh, He takes it from him and gives it to the one who he gave five talents to. And so I think when we think about trying to set goals and we try to think of the resources and the things and the skills that we've been given in life, we want to think how are we doing these things and how are we really investing our talents in a way that we're going to make God proud upon our death. St. Benedict says in his rule, he says to keep death daily before one's eyes. And it is really morbid. But it helps us give us a guide for how we we should live.
0: Aren't there some monks who like sleep in their coffins?
1: I th- I think that's a part of yeah the philosophy or yeah I don't know boy I, you think actual coffins?
0: Yeah, I feel like Father Brian, our pastor, mentioned that one time how there were there's this like community of monks who when you join the order they're like and here's your coffin that you will sleep in every night until you sleep forever basically well, just you, to remind you. You
1: thought I was intense. That's super intense.
0: That is super <laughs> intense. I so you I have to find that order. I don't, maybe we can put that in the show notes. If you like, like to sleep in your coffee. They're
1: like, we don't want to find that order. We don't want to know about them.
0: I'm putting it in the show notes. I got to find that. I'm making a note right here on my paper.
1: All right. We'll hold you to it. So at the end of the day, what do we want people to say about us when we're dead? I've been reading a book by Michael Hyatt called Living Forward, which we will definitely put in the show notes.
0: Check. Going on the paper.
1: And in this book, he asks this question, and, and he gets really intentional about it. Write a letter to yourself from somebody that you love, and what would you want them to say? How would they want you to view you? What would they want to remember about you? And so I think when we really think of trying to set good resolutions, we have to have this 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 vision in mind. Uh, and I think it's ultimately with this perspective and, and praying through this, praying through Scripture about what our Lord thinks of us, that uh, the Holy Spirit can start to move us and to nudge us in a ways that we might not think of, we might not imagine, until we have this perspective.
0: Okay, so here we've got this perspective, the end in mind.
1: Sleeping in our coffins.
0: Sleeping in our coffins. Great I should get us a king-sized coffin, wouldn't that be cute?
1: Just put some boards on the side of our bed. Yeah. Maybe a, a headstone.
0: Maybe this is too much. It's, it's getting, too it's much. It's getting weird. Yep. We, we should move far. on to the next point. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay. So point number one there is to begin with the end in mind. And after we do that, after we've thought about, all right, what is the purpose of setting goals? What is the purpose of my life? What is my ultimate goal? That's when we need to start thinking about. So based upon this, what are the specific areas in my life that I need to be thinking about when it comes to what it is that I want to change? So that's our point too is to evaluate areas of your life, very simply put. So there's a lot of different areas that we can consider. We can be looking at our job, um, looking at that small V vocation role that we're in right now. Maybe it's as a student, maybe it's as an employee of a certain company. We can be looking at our big V vocation. How does this apply to our, our lives as married couples or as religious or even as singles? There can still be goals that we can set that fit within our vocation and discerning our vocation. There's also looking at our physical life, health, looking at exercise. And I think this is where a lot of people go to is like, I just need to lose weight or I'm going to work out. And I remember when we lived up north, there was this gym that we had joined about six months before New Year's Day. And all of these people showed up on New Year's Day. And for the month of January, it was slammed it was just packed at this place and I was like what is going on here because I had been coming consistently probably two three four times a week uh just depending on how crazy my kids were being because I needed the endorphins to be a happy and nice mom so I'd go into this gym and all of a sudden all these people are showing up at my gym right and I'm like what are they doing here so one day I asked the child care worker lady I said like what is this like how long is this gonna last (laughs) and she said oh it's okay honey it's the month of good intentions. They'll all be gone by the end of the month. And I was like, oh, okay. Sure enough, come February, everything was back to it normal. Was, <clears throat> it
1: was like magic. They are all gone.
0: She knew her stuff. She knew exactly what was going on. So areas of life, taking account here, physical life, definitely something that we want to be looking at. There's also our intellectual life and our spiritual life and looking at our character and our virtue. Some of these intangible things we want to be brainstorming in our lives. It's not just the physical side, but also this spiritual life that we want to be forming as we are thinking about these areas when we're drawing ideas for where we're going to get these goals from.
1: And as we're thinking about these areas, we're getting more specific, which is really good. So it's not just vague, like, I want to be a better person when I die. I want people to say great things. We get more specific. What is it that we want them to say? What is it that we want the Lord to appreciate about us as well. And so uh, I still, it's great to get specific. We still want to have that vision of that end of our life. So uh, when we face the Lord, are we going to be happy with the time we spent in prayer? We're going to think he's going to say, you're a good and faithful servant when it came to your relationship with me. Uh, when it came to your relationship with your spouse, who you were called to get to heaven, your job as a father or mother, were you a good and faithful servant? And so it's just great to, Uh, think of these and get a little bit more specific in what we want to work on, but keep that vision as well.
0: Awesome. Okay. So we're ready for step three in our three steps for helping you pick out a resolution for this 2017 coming up here. And that is to set goals that are smart. And we don't mean just smart, like, you know, smart,
1: like bright, we yeah. mean like a, an acronym. There's
0: an acronym here.
1: <laughs> who who wouldn't be excited for an acronym?
0: I love acronyms.
1: Yeah. So let's walk you through. And this, again, gets a little bit more specific so we don't leave it vague or a good intention. Uh, so what? let's break down s- uh, the SMART goal acronym. So uh, SMART stands for?
0: It stands for specific. And I think we should point out here that this is not something we created. No. It's just kind of a well-known business practice Type thing almost. Mm-hmm. You hear it a lot in businesses. People talk about setting smart goals. So I don't really know who came up with Maybe we should look that up. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: We'll try. But I feel like it's one of those things that's just been around so long that nobody really knows where it came yeah, from. Yeah, it's
1: like ubiquitous. It's just it's in, in the water. So the first one's specific, which is really great. Uh, what exactly are you trying to accomplish? So it gets out of being vague. It gets really to the heart of what is it that you're trying to do? So instead of saying something like, oh, I want to be a better mother. That would be vague. Pretty vague. You got a little bit more specific, motherhood. But what does that mean? When you say, how how would you know that you actually achieved that goal? Um, y- you want to get a little bit more specific with it. So maybe it's, I want to make sure an hour every single day that I'm spending time playing with my kids. Great, that's more specific. That gets us in the ballpark of something specific.
0: Good. So that's our S that's in S. smart.
1: M is measurable, which is how will you know you actually accomplished the goal? You know, if you if you don't have a measurement with it, if it's just I want to play with my kids more, then you're not going to know exactly what uh, whether you achieved your goal or not. So when you look back upon the year, upon a month, or 6 months, whatever, a lifetime, whatever it might be, how are you going to measure that? So, yeah, a good measurement could be I'm going to play with my kids an hour every day or um, I'm going to try to achieve a specific GPA or each day I'm going to pray for 20 minutes. All these things are measurable that we can then look back on uh, and see if we did it or not.
0: Very good. So there's our M and then we have our A in smart, which is attainable.
1: Attainable. Uh, Attainable. So is, is this something you can actually do? And so one of Lisa's goals earlier was that she wanted to visit all seven continents Maybe it's attainable. I I mean, one can do that.
0: Mm -hmm. I almost hit Argentina in college because I was... Argentina? (laughs) Antarctica. (laughs) 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 They both start with A. That was... It's it's late over here, people. Uh, They both uh, end in A, too. Yes. But that was something I I seriously pondered when I was down there because it was so cheap. The Argentinian base was so cheap for me to take a side trip to Antarctica. I thought about it, but I also felt like that I'd be away from my mission for too long. And my real purpose of being there would be heavily interrupted if I... And I didn't have, like, winter clothes or anything. <laughs> I had to go and, like, buy everything I need to go freeze with the penguins. So we had yeah. to wait on that. So, yeah, so, I don't know, six continents might be more attainable now that I'm not in high school. But I still want you to take me to Antarctica. Or in college,
1: yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, maybe one day we'll go to Antarctica. Maybe. So that that's attainable. R is realistic, which... I think in a lot of ways is very similar to uh, attainable. Uh, So attainable or realistic, I think those are are pretty we're going to petition
0: to call them SMAT
1: goals. SMAT goals.
0: SMAT goals. Realistic. See, I mean, because there again, the example I think of is if Kevin wanted to lose 30 pounds, that wouldn't be realistic because he would probably no longer exist. (laughs)
1: That (laughs) That is correct, Lisa. I don't think that's realistic or attainable or just smart for me to lose 30 pounds.
0: No, we wouldn't have a Kevin.
1: (laughs) Oh boy. All right. And then T is time bound. So how long will it take? Uh, Are there various stages along the way? You want to think through, all right, uh, I had this goal, but when do I want to achieve it? So if I said I wanted to lose 10 pounds, am I going to do that in a week? Am I going to do that in a year? That's going to change how you start to go after that goal in knowing what stage, or maybe I want to lose 10 pounds in three months. And then after that, you know, an additional three months, i want to lose 10 more pounds that helps you really focus, uh, on that goal and and be able to get it done more easily as well.
0: And I think it's really helpful to make small goals if you have a really large goal. So what I think about, we did the how to debt a little bit ago with Amanda Texera. If you haven't listened to that podcast, she did such a great job. I was so grateful for all the work she put into that episode and, you know, she talked about with the debt, you don't just want to say, I'm going to get out of debt and pay off my $30,000. Instead, they broke it into small individual goals. So you could bite it off piece by piece. So when you give that time bound of, well, I'm going to, you know, chunk off $30,000 of debt in 18 months, like that feels pretty crazy. But if you can think, well, I'm going to do $1,000 in two months, and then I'm going to do $5,000 in four months as you kind of get a hang of it. It also helps you to make goals that are more smart because you start to get realistic about what you can do through practice.
1: Yeah. And I think when you get those smart goals, you know what sacrifices you actually have to make um, because it's it's really real. Like in order to accomplish what we want to accomplish, I, I know I need to not buy this, or I know I need to not eat this, or I know I need to exercise. Whatever it might be, it pushes you to really go after that goal with abandon if that's something you really think you need to change. So SMART goals, that was our third step here on how to make resolutions. And again, that acronym is uh, S for specific, M for measurable, A for attainable, R for realistic, and T for time bound. And uh, as kind of the last uh, part of our, our closing here at least I just want to ask you a little bit you're very good at accomplishing goals setting out to do goals and getting them done what which, what have you found in trying to achieve goals that's been really helpful for you like what's what's your motivation or why uh, in trying to achieve those goals
0: Yeah, I think for me, goals tend to just be about the high you get in accomplishing them (laughs) and setting out to do crazy fun things. So when I wrote that list in high school or college, I wasn't thinking about like career oriented goals. I was thinking about what are some really cool life experiences that I want to have and what do I need to do to make those happen? Um, And I think part of what makes it a little bit easier for me is I'm like 98% choleric slash choleric, however you want to say it. We should take a poll on that. I want to know what is What does the public think? Um, but for me it's just it's in, like it's in my personality, and so I really just enjoy doing it. but as I've um, you know gotten into life into ministry into doing really some entrepreneurial things with my ministry, um, which is just kind of by force, I've had to learn how to set goals that are more focused on business or more focused on. Achieving things that are outside of my comfort zone, whereas before it was just this sounds like fun. Now I have to actually like work towards things. And one thing that I found for me, and this is like my own personal thought, it could I, I haven't really you know tested this theory a ton, but I found for me that I've learned the way that I cycles is that eventually I had a point like a saturation point where I just need to go for it, and I call that the eighty percent point. That's kind of the tipping point for me when I'm like eighty percent there. That's when I'm like, okay, I just need to now take that risk, take that jump and figure it out. Um, so this podcast, for example, like we could have sat on it for a long time and mm-hmm. thought, well, we need to figure it out exactly. And it needs to be a hundred percent right. And we need to be perfect at it. And it just needs to be like over the moon, amazing in the first episode, or we just shouldn't do it. But instead we were like, well, okay, we're 80% there. We know what we need. We have you know, some knowledge, some background, but really you just have to do it. And so I think sometimes that's kind of the way I look at goals that aren't necessarily like fun goals, but more so business goals or like personal life goals. I just think, okay, can I get 80% there? And then I go for it. And usually given time, that other 20% kind of catches up. And then I get to a point where I feel like, yeah, I'm 100% confident that I know what I'm doing in this. And then I'm going to be able to create or build whatever that is that I – want this thing to be.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's great to take first steps and see where it goes. I think sometimes people, when they set goals, they're so lofty. That's why SMART goals are so great. They're so lofty sometimes that then they become very unattainable because they don't know how to take those steps. But if you just take the first step, if you're convicted, I think I should do this. Let's put one foot in front of the other and take a step. Then all of a sudden you can see, okay, this is where this is headed. This is where this is leading or this is how I do it. This is a lot harder than I thought or a lot easier. And you can adjust goals as you go. It's not like I have, to have this big, huge goal and I can't touch it after that.
0: That's um, why it's nice to break big goals into smaller goals.
1: Yep. And to give yourself some space to to figure out what the Lord's doing uh, with that. Because sometimes you set a goal, and we've done this before, where it's like, I'm going to do this. And you begin to do it, and then you realize it, it transfers into something else. It morphs into something else. And uh, to allow God to do that, I think, is, is a great thing.
0: Yeah, and hold on to it loosely, too. I think there's certain goals that you you definitely, like, yeah, they just need to be achieved, and it's it's very clear. Um, but some of those other goals where you're marking smaller goals to get towards the bigger goal, like, realize it's okay if things shift and change as you're working through how to get to that big, big goal, but just not to give up because maybe you didn't hit it exactly when you wanted to. Um, but you still have to have that marker there or else you just end up thinking, like, well, eventually it'll happen or one day I'll do it. And then you just find yourself years later wondering, why didn't I ever do that? Or why didn't I ever conquer that or achieve that or change that vice in my life?
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge for me. Uh, You're more choleric. choleric. uh, Goal setting and achieving is probably a little bit more natural for you. I think for me, I'm a little bit more phlegmatic. Um, I can be a bit of a dreamer, like, oh, wouldn't it be great? great?" I can be very idealistic. Um, And so sometimes goals can float for me. But you know, obviously, uh, working for Focus, being in the professional world, being a husband and father, I just realized after a while, like, I can't not set goals. Like, there are just things that need to get done and need to be achieved. I just found goals are a great way to make a point in the sand and, and figure out what I really want to do and am I going to do it or not, um, and be a man of my word. And that's where sometimes you scale back your goals and not be such a big dreamer and idealist. Uh, and you get really practical and real about what you want to achieve and, and how to achieve it. And that's that's been super healthy for me as well.
0: Excellent. Yeah, it is an interesting marriage. I'm very choleric. I'm going to go with that yeah, pronunciation. Yep. And Kevin has more of a phlegmatic side to him. But uh, to your credit, though, I don't think your phlegmatic side is something that you allow to control you at all. Well, Thanks. Yeah. I don't ever have concerns about, it's not like I pull all the weight. It's not like that at all. I very much feel like we both strive to set goals and to reach them. Um, for Kevin, I just, I think it's even more incredible because you do have to gear yourself up a little bit more than me who just is like, yes, goals. I love them, but you work past that and you work through them and you set goals and you achieve them. Sure. You don't write three books in two years and just live phlegmatically. Sure. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so those are Kevin's Pope Francis Indeed. books, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, okay. So this was our episode on how-to resolutions. And as we mentioned at the beginning, this is going to be a two-parter. So Kevin...
1: Two-part series.
0: hmm Kevin and I are going to be talking next time on how-to habits. It can be uh, one thing to be able to set a goal. It's another thing to actually, how do you practically get to the point where you can achieve that? And one thing for us, we've been, uh, one of our Audible books lately has, um, I feel like we're like trying to be a uh, spokesperson for them, but we're not. Audible doesn't pay us anything.
1: If you just go and you put the promo code, we Lisa don't have and any Kevin, promo I'm just, codes. we don't, that's not true. We, don't we made any, that up.
0: no. We don't got time for promo codes right now. That's a lot of work to set that up, probably. Um, so uh, we've been reading a book. Uh, we we listened to a book together on setting goals, and it's kind of a breakthrough book, I think, in many ways for both of us, really, um, in understanding kind of the science behind habit and how do you how do you make lasting changes when you're when you're building habits, or how do you reach those goals that you have set? And so we're really excited for the next episode to be walking through how to have it. So make sure that you, you tune into that next week.
1: Yeah. I think if this is the first time looking at how to set goals, obviously this is going to be a great next episode to show you how to achieve those. I'm probably most excited for people who have set some of these goals in the past. You're like, yeah, I know how to set goals. I just look back and I don't actually do them. I think the next episode, like Lisa said, is just going to be revolutionary. I really think it's going to be a huge breakthrough. We've seen it in our own lives just in the last couple of months. And, uh, we're really excited to share that with you as well.
0: Awesome. Well, I think it's time for our how to challenge. The how to challenge.
1: I feel like we need like sound effects and <laughs> a different voice for that. Maybe to work on that on the side.
0: <laughs> it's like a cheesy commercial mattress commercial or something.
1: <laughs> so the how to challenge for you is really just to try to walk through the three steps that we worked on today. The first one, we thought with end in mind. And so I'd really invite you to look through Matthew 25, starting with verse 14 in that parable of the talents, really trying to think and give yourself some time and space to think about the end in mind. What do I want the Lord to say at the end of my life? What do I want other people to say at the end of my life? Um, And you you could spend days and weeks on that as well. And if you feel called to, I'd, I'd invite you to do that. Um, or just to, to take five ten minutes. Our second step was think through about and evaluate the different areas or categories of your life. So get a little bit more specific. What is it that you need to work on? What is it that at the end of your life, you might go, boy, I really wish people would have said that about me. Or I really wish uh, uh, when I'm in front of the Lord, he would say, you did a great job in that area. So we want to start thinking through those categories. We talk about different vocation, big V, small V, um, spiritual life, intellectual life, your character or virtue, your health, all these different categories. Try to get a little bit more specific. And then finally, we talked about SMART goals, how to set a SMART goal, how to make it specific, measurable, obtainable, realistic, and time-bound. And I uh, really invite you to look at how can you set one or two goals. You don't want to set a million. You're not going to look at 20 things, but just what are one or two things you want to go after, and I think if you do that, we'll set you up really well for our next episode uh, as well.
0: Very good. Well, thanks for listening in today. We are honored that you have given us the time to listen to us through this little podcast. And we will uh, see you next time when we talk about how to have it. God bless.
1: God bless. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We are so honored that you've given us your time. Show notes for this episode can be found at made. To magnify.com. And you can connect with me on Twitter at Kevin R. Cotter and Lisa on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa and Cotter. That's Anne with no E. We'd love to hear from you there with any questions, comments, or suggestions for topics or guests.
0: And would you do us a quick favor? If you've enjoyed today's episode, would you head on over to iTunes and rate the show for us? This helps us get the podcast out there to those who are looking for a show just like this. Until next time, be saints. It's worth it.